Greetings, Instro Surf Rock fans. I'm Lady Reverb, and this is Surf Guitar 101's third podcast. In this show, I'm going to be highlighting some spy and spaghetti western-flavored surf. And we'll be interviewing Ivan Pongrasic, as well as featuring his wonderful songwriting and the amazing musicianship of his band, The Madeira. They have a fantastic new CD out called Carpe Noctum, and we're going to be playing a few fabulous tracks from that for you. But before I get to all that, let me start you off with what I consider an absolutely addictive tune, Tierra del Fuego, by Swedish band The Langhorns.
That was Misfortune by that kick-ass San Francisco band, The Lotta Rats, featuring my friend Bill Bergstrom on guitar. That's from their latest release, Don't Drink the Water. And I started you off there with Tierra Del Fuego from the Langhorns. That's off their self-titled CD. In between, we heard Wave Walkin' by that second-wave SoCal band, The Surf Raiders, featuring Bob Daly. That's from their album, Surf and Fever. Okay, now it's time for a classic surf highlight. This time around, I'm featuring The Atlantics, an Australian surf band who were very much ahead of their time. The amazing tune I'm going to play for you is from 1964, and it's called Stomp on Stomp, sometimes referred to as SOS. That is just such a great song, isn't it? Um, Really distinctive for the time frame, and uh, nobody was making a song like that back in 1964. Um, Of course, the year before uh, they made Stomp on Stomp, uh, the Atlantics had scored a number one hit in Australia with their song Bombora, which is now, of course, a very famous surf classic. But, you know, the Atlantics started off like many bands did. Um, They basically were trying to mimic the sound of the shadows, But these guys were just so talented and creative that they soon took their music in an entirely new direction. And I think Stomp on Stomp is a good example of where they went. Um, You know, incredibly fast rhythm guitar, really distinctive use of echo and guitar tremolo, 
and that booming bass line underneath. Just really, really special, really unique. Um, this uh, CD that I played this from was entitled The Complete CBS Recordings, Volume 1, and that contains the Atlantic's entire second album, It's Stompin' Time. And that's a must-have recording for any complete surf music collection. You know, aside from how great that song is and how unique it is, one of the main reasons I wanted to play The Atlantics for you was because of Ivan Pongrasik and his band, The Madeira, that we'll be featuring later in this show. Ivan really loves The Atlantics, and uh, he claims they've been a major influence on his own music. And I think that's true. I can hear that, even though I think Ivan is very unique and distinctive himself. In fact, the Madeira does an awesome version of Stomp on Stomp on their new CD, Carpe Noctum, which you really need to check out. Okay, that's our surf classic highlight, and now we're heading off into spy territory with the terrific Norwegian band The Beat Tornadoes and a great tune called Delfinen. Thank you. 
That was a secret agent set for all you spy music lovers out there. That last song was Saruni by the Hypnomen from Finland, off their CD, We Three Hypnomen. We started things off with the Beat Tornado song, Delfinen, from their CD, Mission to Mir. After that, we heard the song Hypnotic by the awesome Danish band El Rey from their album, Tick, Tick, Tick. Following El Rey, we heard Surf and Spies from Orange County band, The Eliminators. That was off their CD, Unleashed. Next up, we have an interview with Yvonne Pongrasik and members of the Madeira. Please stay tuned. Thank you, Lady Reverb. This is Danny Snyder. I recently conducted an interview with Yvonne Pongrasik and members of the Madeira. This was recorded outside of the SG-101 convention we just held in Hermosa Beach. Uh, we are outside, obviously. You can tell from all the noises in the background, but I apologize for that. And you can probably tell from the questions and the answers that we're having a good time. We probably had a few too many beers. But all in all, it's a pretty good interview. It's kind of long, so I decided to split it into two parts. I'm going to play the first half now. It's about 10 minutes long. And then the second half I'll play in the next podcast, which will be coming shortly. So here we go. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sitting here in front of the Surf Guitar 101 convention with Yvonne Pongrasik, Dane Carter, and, and Warren Binder, also known as Captain Springfield. We saw how many? 16 hours of surf music today? Nonstop? It was 12. 12 hours of nonstop instrumental surf rock music. So I have to ask you, in all sincerity, do you like surf music? No. What do you think Not of after 12 hours of it. What do you think of the state of surf music currently after today's experience? I think it's better than it's been in many years. There are a lot of great CDs coming out, bands with great amount of enthusiasm, great amount of talent. It's just a joy to be a part of the scene, really. Yeah, I think today was a uh, great event to bring together all the uh, the past and, and uh, current surf music and uh, kind of lay an arc across the timeline, uh, bring it all together, and, and it was a great uh, convergence event, so uh, hopefully it'll lead to something great. Yeah, it was uh, an unbelievable thrill for me to see Eddie Bertrand play. And that was an absolute highlight um, um, from a day of many highlights. But seeing him play with the Eliminators was just, it actually brought tears to my eyes. Yep. I got some sweat in my eyes and I was really stung bad. So why don't you tell us about how you came up with the name of the Madeira? It just sounded cool. Why, Danny, I'm so glad you asked me that. <laughs> I bet there's an interesting story behind that name. An interesting and long story. <laughs> All right, well, in the uh, end days of the Space Cossacks, I ended up moving to uh, Indiana. And um, I kind of knew that uh, Cossacks were coming to an end. And I really wanted to keep playing this music. And I was starting to think about... What to do next? What could I do that would um, separate, you know, be different from the Space Cossacks, but um, still be something I was really into? And uh, I always really enjoyed the Middle Eastern twist on surf music, uh, which, of course, was a part of it from the very beginning. Um, so I thought I would incorporate that. And... Um, what, what, what happened is I was reading this article about uh, Madeira wine, 
and it just struck me the word and it's a really beautiful word and I started doing a little bit of research about it and found out about the island um, in the Atlantic off the coast of Morocco which I knew about but kind of forgot and it uh, turned out something I didn't know that it's a very popular place for surfing it's uh, apparently uh, quite a surf mecca so um, <coughs> Uh, it seemed to capture really what I was trying to do in the sense that it had a connection to North African sounds um, and uh, also being a Portuguese island have a connection to kind of flamenco and uh, Iberian Peninsula uh, sounds as well but being really part of neither world which seemed uh, strangely apropos of uh, what I had in mind for this band so we ended up, in fact, uh, Dane and I did the couple of songs for uh, Monster, Monster, right, Monster Party 2000, uh, the theme from Young Frankenstein. And that was the first time that uh, we used the Madeira name. So that was back in 2000, and Dane and I were playing in the Troubadours, the Shadows tribute band, with my dad at that point. Uh, so we did this on the side, and Catherine of the Space Cossacks played bass on it. So that's how the Madeira was born. Thank you for that succinct answer, spoken most eloquently. Well, thank you, Dane. That leads to the next question. How did you meet Patrick and Todd? I actually knew Patrick um, for quite a few years when I moved to Indiana, um, which was late 98. I, uh, I was living in Indianapolis. I went to this music store. And I looked at the, the billboard or whatever, you know, the little, the, where people would post the wanted stuff. And, and it said, uh, guitarist wants to form a surf band, looking for a bass player and drummer. But wow, this is interesting. So I called him up and uh, we talked and he really wanted to keep it a three-piece. Um, but we ended up getting together and just playing a little bit, and that's the band that ended up being Destination Earth. And I would uh, go to their early shows, and I became friends with those guys. Um, so after Dane and I played in the Troubadours for several years, um, I really started getting the itch to play original surf music again. And we ended up taking the original Troubadours bass player and uh, starting the Madeira. And I thought, well, you know, we got to get another guitar player who the heck did we get I mean it's not going to be easy and I thought oh Patrick he's a really great guitar player and it doesn't seem like Destination Earth is doing that much anymore so I emailed him and I told him what was going on and asked him if uh, he would be into this and uh, extremely happy when he said yes and uh, so we had um, this guy Scott playing bass with us first I tell you, the first time we uh, got together, one of the first songs we did was Express to Baghdad. And it was just shivers for me. I mean, you know, it was a little bit rough still, but it just sounded incredible, absolutely incredible. And I could not believe that Patrick could play so fast. Um, I knew he was a really good guitar player, but then to see him play Express to Baghdad... Actually, he didn't know he could play that fast. He didn't know either, yeah. It was an undiscovered talent. So that was just a real stroke of luck. Just density. Well, I have to say, in my humble opinion, that you are very fortunate to have 
one of the finest rhythm sections probably ever played soul music in the history of the genre. Well, I agree, Danny. That cannot be true. <laughs> no, I think so. And uh, I would not hesitate to put you up with uh, the surf coasters and the slack tone is the only people who can match your intensity. Well, thank and, you very uh, much. Thank you. Well, and let me just say how we got Todd. Okay. Because we, we wouldn't want to leave him out. But Todd actually ended up... Uh, Scott, our previous bass player, decided that um, he couldn't do both family and the bands, and it was just becoming too much. And uh, so we, we just put an ad in, in the Indianapolis paper. That was about pl- after playing for how long? Two, three years. A year? Well, we didn't get Todd until right before the recording. Months we recorded. So there was uh, 90, uh, oh, seven, uh, sorry, 05. Yeah. And we started in 05. Yeah. So about a year uh, with Scott. And we put this ad in. And again, Todd just turned out. And he's just the most solid bass player. You know, incredible. We really lucked out. And Dane's wife looked at him and said, He's just like you guys. <laughs> yeah, he fit in visually. That was very important to my wife. <laughs> That's right. So we would have to all match. Yeah, so we definitely lucked out. And speak of the devil. And and then Todd just ended up coming in and ruining the entire band. Oh, hi. <laughs> Well, talking. I thought you were just going to say ruin the entire moment. Todd, <laughs> well, I got a question for you and Dave. Yes. You guys, well, I was just saying how you guys are the most intense band that I can think of outside of the surf coasters and say slack tone. So, have you ever played in a band before with this level of intensity, or is this just something you just came out when you wanted to basically crack the No, I, I. In my case, the music brought out the level of intensity. I've never played any music this intense before. So uh, this is the first band I've ever been in where I was uh, told that I wasn't loud enough. <laughs> so uh, all my previous experience in life told me that I was you know, too loud first, and I needed to usually back it off if they didn't say anything. And so, But no, this is great. It's actually turned out to be wonderful therapy. My, my therapist bill has dropped incredibly since I joined this band, so, uh, yeah. I, I've probably been in a band or two where we thought we were pretty intense, but we really sucked, so um, it wasn't a very good combination, but uh, no, this is the best, man. It's just great. It's great playing with these guys and great making good music. It's kind of like I was thinking of what Eddie was saying today about you can't play this music from the wrist, you have to play it from the elbow. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's... Some, I'm sure everything. there's some similar analogy I can't think of right now for the drums, but you have to play it with your whole body. You yeah. can't just play it, uh, you know, you can't just play the rhythm. You have to really put your entire body into it to make it sound right. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think Dane really knew he was capable of this when we first started playing. And uh, when we were doing the Troubadours, um, I think it was a gradual thing where you really discovered what you were capable of. Right. Well, even with the troubadours starting out, people would say, the drums are too loud. Right. It's a different kind of music. Yeah. And before that, yeah. I'd done community theater where the drums were just, why even have drums in community theater? They're going to be too loud. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, but, you know, I mean, the first time I heard him play, I knew he could do it. And uh, we used to do this um, Shadows uh, drum solo, this, this song called Little B. 
which was uh, Brian Bennett, uh, the sh- main Shadows drummer, his uh, showcase uh, from their second album. And that's uh, you know, a tour de force. I mean, it's just an amazing drumming performance. And we started actually playing in Intrubiters, and Dave was able to nail it. And uh, First time I actually completed the drum solo uh, ever was on stage in front of a live audience. <laughs> so it was do or die. <laughs> I was kind of like, I was pushed, off, pushed out of the nest, let's say. <laughs> right. Yep, I feel very lucky, man. I have to say, it's uh, yeah, it's. What else can it be but finding these guys? You know. No. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want me to ask? What kind of information you want to put out there? What do you want to know? I want to know how you played the solo in Rogue Wave, but I don't think you can just tell me how to do it. Practice. Just an immense amount of exhilaration. Yep. Feeding off the audience. Feeding off of you, standing there with a big grin on your face. Well, I'm still grinning, thinking about that convention. It was a great time for everybody, and big thanks goes out to Jeff Big Tiki Dude Hansen for the fantastic job he did putting that thing together. All right, now I'm going to play a couple songs off the new Madeira CD, Carpe Noctum, which is out on Double Crown Records. The first song up is The Saracen.
there you go, sir fans. Two songs from the incredible Carpe Noctum, the new record by the Madeira. All right, stay tuned for the second half of this interview on the next podcast. And back to you, Lady Reverb. Thanks for the interview, guys. It certainly sounds like you were having a good time at the first annual Surf Guitar 101 convention. If our listeners like those new songs, they really need to pick up the Madeira's new CD, Carpe Noctum. The whole album is stunningly great. I mean that. In fact, I've been listening to it a lot on my iPod lately, and I've really become more than a little bit addicted to it. All right, time to saddle up for a few spaghetti western-flavored tunes. First up is Italian band Bradipo's Four playing Totoli, a song which some of you may recognize as a piece from the film A Fistful of Dollars.
What a lovely little tune that is. That was SoCal band The Huntington Cads playing Paradise Lost from their Go Exotic CD. We started off the set with Bradipos 4 and the song Titoli from a great compilation album entitled For a Few Guitars More. Following Titoli, I played you Straight Jacket from that great Swedish band The Five Outsiders. That's off their CD On the Run. And finally, after Straight Jacket, we heard a song called Tuco's Lament from the fantastic band The Nebulas. The song is off their first CD entitled Nebula One. Okay, time enough for one more set. Here's a tune that never fails to make me smile. Diora from that rockin' Detroit band The Volcanoes.
was Oahu Luau by Like It and the Cosmonauts off their Zero Gravity CD. We started off that set with Diora by The Volcanoes, which was off their CD, Surfquake. After that, we heard a song called For You, courtesy of the Phantom Four from the Netherlands. That's from their live album. Following For You, we heard Samba Estrella from the great German band Los Twang Marvels. Well, comrades, that's all for this show. I hope you had as good a time as I did listening to all this great music. And I hope you'll check out SurfGuitar101.com, the Internet's premier surf music forum. Maybe you could write and tell me whether you've enjoyed this podcast. Now, to lift our sails as we drift away, here's a beautiful tune from Auburn, California's own The Pyronauts, off their Surf and Destroy CD. The song's title is simply Water. Until we meet again, surf music fans, this has been Lady Reverb, who hopes you'll keep your music alive, the love in your heart, and that reverb tank in good working order. <laughs>